Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. I award you no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Good morning, Vietnam! Welcome to the jungle, baby. Welcome to the jungle. Welcome to Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Mara, the meatloaf! You see what happens, Larry? How to get burned! How to get burned! How to get burned! They've done studies, you know. 60% of the time, it works every time. I am loving this. You are tearing me apart, Lisa! Come with me if you want to live. Gentlemen, you have my curiosity, but now you have my attention. Now, here's your hosts, Sky and Colin. Here's Johnny! Hey, movie streamers! You're listening to Two Dudes Movie Reviews with And this is how we're doing the whole episode. It's not going to get old. It's <laughs> not old, and nor will it be old ever. Hey, <laughs> <done>. Swampies. <laughs> Full I couldn't disclo- do it anymore. Yeah. Full disclosure, I just pounded down a big old coffee, so I got the energy. Oh, I thought you were going to say like a tall boy, like a natty daddy. <laughs> oh, dude, I am a natty daddy. I know you are. I'm a nasty daddy. Oh, <laughs> Ooh, that daddy is nasty. <laughs> now this is the voice I'm going to talk with. I like this one more. Yeah. Stick yeah, with this I'm a, one. Oh, yeah, I'm a nasty daddy. Oh, we gonna talk yeah, about yeah, a yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you daddy daddy. <laughs> oh, I'm a big daddy. We're gonna talk about Big Daddy. We talk about Big Daddy. We talk about Adam Sandler. We're talking about yeah, Judd Apatow. <laughs> oh yeah, we're gonna talk about it. <laughs> I'm nasty. <laughs> See, this is this is if we became swampies. This is the evolution. This is how it starts. Uh, step one: you quarantine yourself inside, dude. This quarantine has been driving me crazy. Like my fingernails are getting so long. You can't take care of that. <laughs> no, dude. We're on quarantine. Everything's shut down. Dude, yeah, my yeah, garbage okay. has been piling up. <laughs> There's a thick layer of dust in my room, like. This thing is ridiculous. Everything is shut down. Yeah, everything <laughs> is shut down. The room. My door's locked. Yeah, man. Dude, people are talking about like, oh, toilet paper, this. It's like, how? I can't even wipe my ass. It's quarantine. Yeah. You're the real hero, though. You went all out on that lockdown. Like, you locked it down. Dude, I fucking, fucking locked down that pussy. <laughs> <laughs> nasty daddy <laughs> naughty daddy <laughs> oh, that's got to be a sound drop for this anytime we say something real real nasty we play that <laughs> ow nasty daddy <laughs> like naughty daddy <laughs> it's like we're, listen guys we're trying to get on the howard stern network that's the only way this show is gonna stay afloat <laughs> even though oh, man even though it costs us no money to run it I wish this is our banter to the butt boy episode because people involved in that movie listen to the episode. So just, it starts there, just yeah. us making swamp people noises. Yeah, we have a we have a nice, pleasant interview and chat with these people. And then they're like, you know what? Let me listen to the episode. Turn it on. Like, what's up, swampies? Nasty daddy. <laughs> so we're talking butt boy. <laughs> I actually, uh, I'm still like on a high from that episode, man. That was so much fun. That was a lot of fun. We even made our first real YouTube videos for it. So we may as well tell people about that because we haven't done any sort of promotion on the fact that we're on YouTube now. Yeah. So we're slowly going to run out all of our episodes or at least some of them. Like we have 80 something episodes. It takes a while to get the full episode out on YouTube. So we're working to get all of them on there, but I think it's going to be a regular thing now where we're going to put our episodes on YouTube when they come out as well. Yeah, there might be a uh, a time lapse. There might be a little bit of a gap from when we release it in our regular podcast stream to when it's on YouTube. So if you want to hear it first, 
best thing you could do is subscribe to us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, wherever the fuck you listen. Stitcher, we're on there. We're fucking everywhere, man. We're worldwide, bitch. <laughs> Prestige worldwide. Wide. Yeah. Wide. You know, I actually looked at our analytics. We actually have uh, viewers in Australia and some some other foreign countries, but I wanted to call out Australia. If you're listening to us in Australia, thank you so much. And I deeply apologize for our numerous Outback Steakhouse impressions. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But in all fairness, we're not making fun of Australians. We're making fun of the horrible fake Australian accent in the Outback Steakhouse commercials. Yeah. Blowman onion. <laughs> Blowman onion. Can't you have a Blowman blow, on- onion? <laughs> it's so bad. It's terrible. Come on down, you, know you big sticky ass. You know, I was uh I was looking at our analytics uh last night actually and um what, and you again, were like, jerking it. Yeah, dude. It's a little so 20% right increase in the last two episodes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's that's what it normally sounds like. <laughs> like regardless of whether or not I'm listening or looking at analytics or not. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then the, Whoa! um <laughs> roll out I was, uh, like backwards in your chair, you roll out onto the floor. <laughs> exactly. I was looking at it though, and uh you know, we went up multiple subs on Spotify again. I was looking specifically on Spotify, but I was I was like, "Oh, cool." But I noticed that from like the day before to now, like we hadn't gotten that many plays on the, the newest episode. So I was like, I wonder like where the subs came from. So I looked at what was listened to. And for whatever reason, we got a crazy amount of listens this week on the, our once upon a time in Hollywood episode. Oh, just like randomly weird. Why? Yeah. I don't know. Thank you for listening. If you're, if your first episode, that's another thing. I don't think a lot of people start in the middle, but maybe for a movie podcast, we're different because you might want to start with a movie you know, because we have friends who I know don't listen only because they're like, well, I don't want the movie to be ruined. Yeah. And they never get to go see movies. <laughs> so they never listen. Yeah. I know people who basically only listen to an episode once they've watched the movie. Yeah, we tell you before the spoilers come. But maybe they, they want just like a complete clean slate. They don't want anything ruined. Like they just want don't want to know anything you know yeah that's true now i have a question because in doing this show it's kind of a double-edged sword because people will ask me like either movie recommendations or kind of like how i feel about a movie they're like oh i want i saw this was on a new streaming service or whatever and i wanted to check that out how is that have you been having a problem with talking to people about movies because this is what i'm running into i'm running into a thing where they're like you know i i want to check out uh they're like, how is that? And then I got to be there and either be like, honest? Or or I got to be like, yeah, that one, that's okay. If I didn't like a movie, I always say I didn't like it. <laughs> there was a bunch of times when I was working at my last job because one of my coworkers liked the worst movies. There was one time where he was just like, I came in and I said, uh, I'm like, I saw Six Underground yesterday. This was a revelation because it was so fucking bad. And then I started like shitting on it. And then he was like, he was like, what What was wrong with it, man? It was like some good fun. And then I was like, no, this thing was trash. And then I just started like <laughs> shitting on all the scenes. And then he got like upset and he left. So then I felt bad. So then I, I basically, anytime anyone bring a movie up that I didn't like, I'd be like, you know, I didn't really like it. I was like, but this one thing about it was good. And then just kind of like leave it off like that. <laughs> there you go. Give him one little, little thing. Now I try not to talk about movie because... I also don't want it to come off as just like uh, trying to pitch the podcast to somebody, you know? So if somebody's like, uh, oh, movies, I go, oh, movies? Yeah, I watch movies, bro. <laughs> that sounds way worse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I watch movies. You're going to have to form your own opinion, though, because I don't want to be a tool. Yeah. One of my friends from hockey, he was texting me the other day, and he said, like, oh, what do you think about the the Universal Regal amc thing and then i was like we just talked about that on our last episode of the podcast but this is what i think and i just answered it like i i just drop it in there you know you just gotta you you gotta plant the seed you know what i'm saying yeah let them know we're fucking here (laughs) just plant the seed (laughs) yeah 
Dude, you know I like to plant seeds because I'm a nasty daddy. <laughs> Naughty daddy. I'm a nasty daddy. <laughs> so good. Ooh, daddy, how you get so nasty? <laughs> I went to nasty uh, school, baby. <laughs> I did want to say this. A 2020, a double deuce movie just got put out on Hulu that uh, we didn't review or anything. So I thought I'd just bring it up. Did you watch The Lodge? No, is it about that the thing that's stuck in my butt? <laughs> it's lodged in there. Yeah, I got something lodged in my butt. <laughs> they called it the lodge. Yeah. <laughs> I, Dude, I like that. Real quick sidebar, I'm I'm having some parenting troubles lately where I'm trying to swerve Logan's language a little bit because if somebody falls on their butt, Instead of saying, like, oh, I fell down on his butt, he'll go, like, ooh, right in the butthole. <laughs> I'm like, dude, he didn't land on his butthole. He landed on his butt. <laughs> so that's my fun right now. I like that, though. He's like, oh, right on his butthole. <laughs> Everything's butthole with him right now. As yeah. it should be. Because <laughs> he, my son is a nasty daddy. <laughs> oh, man. I want to find someone who's, like, if he plays golf, he could be a nasty caddy. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Man, that scene in Dark Knight Rises when um when uh you see the way Christian Bale is staring at a uh, what's her face? Anne Hathaway. She's in that tight cat suit. You can tell he wanted to be a nasty baddie. <laughs> or if you're just a bad guy, if you're a villain, you're a nasty baddie too. You got to you got to you got to make sure you tell them it's with the D's or it's with the T's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> D and T. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I love D and I love T. Dicks and tits. So stupid. <laughs> so nasty. <laughs> I wanted to say, though, uh, The Lodge, I definitely think it's worth checking out. I was I was curious if you had watched it. No, no, I have not. What it kind of... Is, is it a horror? It's a horror, but it's like... Just just watch it and and tell me that there is absolutely no way that the director didn't see Hereditary and he was like, I want that. Like, I want to do that. Okay. That could be good or bad. It's bad in a, like a sense of like, oh, you're just copying some other person's style, but it could be good because at least it's a cool style. There's some things, like I won't spoil anything. My general opinion of the movie is that I liked it. I had some fun. It starts really good like I, I was on a high and then it kind of fizzles out but i watched it and i was i was into it um so i i thought that you should watch it i mean there, like i said it's definitely worth it to at least watch it and just compare it to, to hereditary <laughs> in some ways but um Jaden martell i think that's how you pronounce his last name the, the kid who plays bill from it he's like one of the main characters in the movie so oh okay he's been popping up in a lot of stuff yeah so I, I, it was cool. It's on Hulu. You can, you know, you can, I know you have Hulu, so you can check it out whenever you want to. Yeah, I got everything, man. You know, I come locked and loaded. Speaking of which, we're probably going to do a uh, another recommend episode real soon. Probably not next episode after this, but in two episodes. Yeah. Yep. That's that's going to come out. Yeah, because we're still not out of the quarantine. We're still stuck in this trailer park. <laughs> That was okay. Didn't see that coming. I didn't. Yeah. I had a thought that I was going to say after that, but now I can't even say it. Because <laughs> you're in a trailer park. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah. Damn. See, this, we're making up for all the trailer parks we didn't have. So we're just going to keep playing the jingle. That one person Wait, who loves this. We're making up for the what? The trailer park. <laughs> That one person who like loves this segment is just losing their mind right now. They're fucking dancing. <laughs> yes, they did it. <laughs> He's doing that like fucking swampy dance where you stomp your foot and clap your hands together. <laughs> <laughs> stomp your foot and clap your hands. Here we are doing the swampy dance. <laughs> I like that. Okay, we one of us needs to DJ weddings. All the nasty daddies say ho, ho, oh, oh. <laughs> It's like a goblin. (laughs) And all the dirty swampy say, hey. Hey. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What are we talking today? 
Well, since we are talking, oh, by the way, we're talking about bad education for our for the review today, which uh, which is an HBO movie. Mm-hmm. And since we're talking about that movie, we're going to talk about a movie that has literally no connection because that's what we do on this show now, uh, called King of Staten Island. Yeah, man. Out of all the trailers that we've gotten during the Quar, I think I'm most hyped for this. Me too. I really like Pete Davidson. I like Judd Apatow. It's a pretty awesome combo. And I already saw a Pete Davidson movie this year, uh, Big Time Adolescence, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And both uh, Judd Apatow and Pete Davidson are writers on this because I don't know if, if you knew this, but basically like this movie is kind of about if Pete Davidson's life didn't end up where he acted in movies. Like that's essentially what this is about. It is loosely autobiographical. There are some things that I can tell they've already changed. I don't even know if his character has his same name. In in this movie? Yeah. Yeah, I no, I don't think so. I think pretty sure his name is it's it's not P. I know that. They might say in the, in the it's like Scott or Steve or something like that. They I think they say it in the trailer. Yeah, it's not Pete. It's Teet. Skeet. <laughs> yeah, it's Skeet. <laughs> Skeeter, come Skeet, on. Skeet Davinson. <laughs> well, in big time adolescence, his name is Zeke. There you go. It's yeah. close enough. We were actually talking, uh, we were texting and stuff. Uh, Jed Apatow movie coming out where he's the director. That's exciting. Yeah, he doesn't direct a lot. I think a lot of people assume that he does, but he actually produces and writes way more than he directs. Yeah. The last movie that he actually directed, was that was that Trainwreck? Yeah, I think so. And that was even 2015. Is that right? I think I think it's 2015. It's either 15 or 14, but I think you're right. Uh, Trainwreck, though, yeah. uh, Pete Davidson was in. Makes a little little cameo. That's right. Very very brief. Yeah. It's actually funny because like he was in Trainwreck because I guess Judd Apatow like, asked Amy Schumer, like, who's like one of the funniest people you know? And she re- recommended Pete Davidson. So he's in the movie like just there. But I guess that's when Bill Hader like met him or whatever. And basically like the day afterwards, like Bill Hader was like, Hey, I put your name out there for like this guy because you're like hilarious. And watch this interview and Pete Davidson is basically just like, Yeah, so you can blame Bill Hader for me doing what I do now. Basically, like every, yeah. everything that's happened is be, is we can blame it on Bill Hader. But uh yeah, that started with Trainwreck, which is the last movie he directed. But I'm I'm excited for this because, you know, it seems it seems very personal. Judd Apatow generally is involved in really good shit. I'm excited for it. Yeah. Well, uh, you want to take a look-see? Yeah, let's let's take a look-see. I like your tattoos. What are those numbers on your arm? Oh, that's uh, the date my dad died. He was a fireman. Died in a fire 17 years ago. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. So, like, all that is, like, Not true that. about him. Who's there? Not your dad. You can't focus on Scott anymore, honey. He's 24 years old, Marjorie. Let that fucking bird fly, please. Don't worry, Mom. I know your daughter got smart and went to college and abandoned us. But I'm still here. I'm going to be here for Marissa Tomei. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I figured you'd become a real tattoo that. artist. Your work is mad and consistent. Obama ain't right. Oh, I love your tattoos. <laughs> this is no I've been dating someone for a little while now. The first guy you dated in 17 Bill years is a fireman just like that? You don't think that's weird? You're going to have to pull your weight a little more around here. Maybe help Ray get his kids to school. Kelly, do you know him? He's a new friend. You okay? You know, you could tell me. I'm okay. Oh, I trained her in the car. She's not going to break. <laughs> you ever think about putting on the jacket? Why would you even ask me that? It's fine with being See, a fire. Now, it's fine if you don't have kids. Because you don't it's Judd Apatow. So it, there's going to be comedy. There's not a lot of comedy in this trailer. And even the music choice is very... Not somber, but it's, it's definitely a more serious tone. Yeah. To the above ground pool, you're like fucking eight feet tall. And let me tell you something, dad was a hero. And heroes are necessary. Steve Buscemi. And they should be allowed to have families. Well, I mean, he's actually a volunteer firefighter in New York. Oh, see, I didn't know that. You gotta get your shit together. Time is passing by very quickly. Why do you think I smoke weed all the time? So I can slow it down. (laughs) 
everybody's always disappointed in me, and I never live up to anybody's expectations. Hey, thanks for listening to all this. You're one of the few people who treat me, you know, like a person. You're welcome. Cool. So, yeah, I mean, it looks like it's fitting that that kind of the mold, that style that Judd Apatow always seems to go for. Because if you look at the movies he has directed, maybe minus like the super early, like 40 year old virgin and knocked up. Like if you look at Trainwreck, it's it's really about Amy Schumer's life. And even when he started working on girls, it's really about Lena Dunham's life. I think he just likes finding real life people who have interesting stories and then making these dramatic movies. Like even This Is 40 is like kind of like loosely based on his own marriage, which is weird because his wife is in it. I was, I was going to say like this movie definitely gave me a little bit of like funny people vibes. Yeah, I think it's going to be I think this is going to be fucking sad. Yeah. So I mean I'm I'm sure it's going to be dealing with like a lot of like grief grief issues and mental health issues and stuff cuz like Pete Davidson's talked about like depression and things like that. So mm-hmm. I have a feeling it's you know there's going to be funny moments and stuff like that, but I'm also expecting it to be very very dramatic. I've heard that there's a few scenes involving like him and his sister in the movie that are they feel very real. Like some people have already seen the movie and they've they've said that. I'm definitely excited to see this. Like, I have no problem with that. I actually really like funny people. I know a lot of people shit on that movie, but oh, I, I, like that movie. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. But I don't think people were expecting it to be as, like, kind of dark and somber as it is. Yeah. There's there's some good lines in it, though. Like, I, I laughed in it, but it, it definitely is serious. I feel like that's a movie that definitely has two, like, kind of conflicting tones, and maybe that's why people were thrown off. It's also funny people's kind of long, but I don't know. I, I really liked it when I saw it. I wonder if this is going to be long because that's another thing like a staple in Judd Apatow movies is people are always just like, dude, why are you making two hour and 10 minute comedies? Like, <laughs> like get in and get out because this is 40. I liked as well, but it is it's definitely long. Yeah. Funny people was like two and a half hours. It was it was very long for a comedy. Funny people almost feels like two two different movies. Like you have the illness stuff and like the stuff with him and uh seth rogan and then you also have the old ex and like the husband who's away like that they're like two different movies yeah and i was i was gonna say i know she pops up in most of his movies or a lot of them but maude apatow judd apatow's daughter she i think is playing pete davidson's sister in this movie yeah dude it's so weird because in my mind she's still like a small small child because like when you first i think the first movie she knocked is up. in yeah it is knocked up isn't it yeah and it's like i i know how time works but still like when i think of his kids i'm just like oh they're that small forever <laughs> and you see her in this and it's just like what who is this <laughs> she was in a uh, assassination nation which came out two years ago that was like a hard r that movie it was kind of, yeah. kind of weird seeing her in that. she's actually good like she's funny and stuff like she's not a bad actress mm-hmm well, I, I have a feeling people are going to be really impressed with her after this movie. Out of all the movie trailers that we've been getting, like this definitely just seems like it's got like the most to it. And I'm, I'm talking like movies, trailers that we've gotten since like quarantine has started. But I don't know. I, I, I've definitely, I, you know, it's got good comedy and at least it looks like it. I, I have faith that there's going to be good comedy in a Judd Apatow movie. Definitely looks like it's got like heart and it's going to be dramatic. I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited for this. And we don't have to wait that long. Comes out in like a month. Okay. Yeah, that's really not far. I mean, especially by the time we drop this episode, it's like three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be it'll be close. <laughs> be one of those like butt boy situations where it's like the, the we do the trailer park for the movie and it's coming out like two days later. <laughs> yeah. It's like the, we do an episode on it like the week after it came out, but it's only like two weeks after we did the trailer park. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I'm I'm excited, and I you said it too, but like really like the cast on this movie. Me, too. Do you want to get the fuck out of this this nasty trailer park? <laughs> yeah, let's let's do that. Let's let's do that. Oh, it's a nasty trailer park. <laughs> so talking bad education. Yeah, we said we weren't going to do streaming movies this year, and and now here we are. <laughs> <laughs> That's our only option. 
<laughs> but this is different. This is an HBO original movie. We never have really discussed HBO movies on this show before. Yeah, no, we haven't. Like, even in general, not even mentioning them like, oh, I watched this HBO. Like, we don't really talk about HBO movies, but I got to tell you, there have been some HBO original movies over the years that are actually pretty awesome. I actually only recently got HBO, so I you know, I can't really speak on that, but I'm sure there are. You should check out Clear History. It's a Larry David movie from a few years ago. Okay. That movie's funny. But yeah, this movie kind of snuck up on us a little bit, but... uh once I heard about it, I was I was excited about it because Corey Finley's the director on it, and he directed Thoroughbreds, which was I think one yep. of our favorite movies from two years ago. At least it was one of my favorite movies. I, I can't remember how much you liked it or not. <laughs> I think it it was high up there out of my twenty five movies. I think it was like around eleven or twelve. Okay, cool. Yeah, no, I I liked it a lot. Like it was in the teens for me. I think that year I really enjoyed it. So that that was definitely exciting. And then Mike Mikowski, he's the writer on this, and he had done uh, I think We're Alone Now, which was the like post apocalyptic Peter Dinklage movie that came out. I think also two years ago. Okay. The cool thing about him though is that he was an actual student at the school that this happened at. Wow. Very interesting. Yeah, so he, you know, he has like firsthand experience uh, with this whole thing and like knows kind of what the atmosphere was like there. And um, so I just thought that was really cool. But we were texting while we were watching this movie, similar to like you're talking King of Staten Island. This movie has such a good cast. Yeah, I was I was loving it because I knew Hugh Jackman was in it. And I knew Allison Janney was in it. And those two alone, I was just like, OK, cool. But then like. Ray Romano showed up and I was like, oh shit, awesome. Cause like he's been in a lot of really good stuff. He was in the Irishman last year and then uh, a couple years ago he was in the Big Sick. I like that he's making like a comeback. But then Raphael Cazal showed up and I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Cause he's awesome. I love him in blind spotting, but like just in general, I think he's super talented. Like I mean, I even listened to his music and I'm not like into rap and stuff, but the way that he raps and like the the lyrics he comes up with, I think are, are so good. And then I'm gonna butcher this, but Geraldine uh Viswanathan, she plays Rachel. She was from um Blockers. She was the main the main oh, girl okay. in Blockers, yeah. Jimmy Tetro comes up, shows up, and I'm like, where do I know this guy? And I'm like, oh, he's the guy that draws the dicks in American Vandal. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, you know, speaking of hereditary earlier in the episode, Alex Wolf is in this. Uh he plays Nick. And but there's just there's a lot of people in this movie that I was just really excited to see. Yeah, it was shocking too because like you said, we knew the the two leads in it, and those are big names to have, especially for like a streaming service original. But I mean, HBO is more than a streaming service; they've been around forever. But yeah, there were a lot of like nice surprises just with people popping up. I'm like, oh shit, oh shit, and I gotta admit, I did look up a few things because I, I couldn't remember the name of the, the guy from blind spotting. I still can't even remember the name. I'm not good with names, but as I was watching it, I was just like, where do I recognize him from? Cause I didn't quite put it together yet. And so I looked on his IMDB or his rotten tomatoes and I saw he was the guy from blind spotting. And then I noticed something crazy to think about. There's only two movies that he is credited on. There's only two movies he's been in so far. And at the time that we watched this, because now I watched this movie a little over a week ago, Mm -hmm. but at the time of watching it, he was only in those two movies. They were both at a 94 on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. (laughs) Which is insane. Imagine that. You're only in two movies and they're both an A. (laughs) I mean, I think he's a great actor. He's very charismatic. I think he's going to blow up because, again, I loved him in Blind Spotting. A lot of what I like about Blind Spotting is, though, the dialogue and I feel like a lot of like that comes through with how good he is at rapping and stuff like that. But yeah. uh you know he was he was great in this and this is much different than blind spotting. Oh definitely. But yeah no it was funny though because I was texting Brianna while this was going on. I was like, yo, like this person's in it and then Raphael Cazal showed up and I was like, oh my God. Okay. Yeah, I'm into this. Yeah, we didn't really know at least I didn't know a ton about this movie going into it. But I'll start with this I think the movie takes a little bit of time to get going, but once it gets going, it's really like, I was really into it. Yeah. I think, uh, I I mean, it kind of needs to have a slow start. You got to establish the players. I didn't know going into it that this was based on a true story either. So I knew that I knew that it was based on a true story. I just didn't know like what happened. 
It was all new to me, which was cool. And I can't believe I didn't know about this because this is fairly recent news and it happened in New York. Like this is Long Island school and we're mm-hmm. not that far away. Like I should have uh, been paying more attention. Oh, wait. See, that's King of Staten Island and this is in New York. That's the tie. Oh, Staten Island, Long Island. There's the connection. I knew yeah. we'd figure it out. <laughs> we're fucking geniuses. <laughs> that's, that's the tie right there. <laughs> There's, listen, there's only two words anyone should use to describe me. It's genius and nasty daddy. <laughs> That's three words. <laughs> nasty daddy's one word now, bitch. Oh, I'm a nasty daddy. I spell how I want to. <laughs> I just slam words together, bitch. I'm a nasty daddy. <laughs> what do you think about Hugh Jackman in this movie? Dude, he is so good. I don't think I give Hugh Jackman enough credit. Like, I think we love him as Wolverine, and it's probably one of the roles he's known best for just because he's played it so many times and he's done it the longest. But this character is very different, obviously, from from Logan. And it, it really made me think about, like, his whole career. And I'm like, he doesn't half-ass anything. Like, he he is fully committed, and I think he was a very interesting character in this i mean it's weird calling him a character but he's a real person like based on a on real events and everything and i think some of it does go to the writing i think this movie uh the characterization in this movie is very well written but i think you need a strong actor to pull off the kind of twists and turns that happen in this and i think he he does a great job and i love allison janney yeah me too i was thinking about it though like this is definitely not right but like most of the time that you watch a movie with Hugh Jackman, you're like, oh, it's it's Hugh Jackman. Like, or like, that's Wolverine, you know? Yeah. He's just become so big that you just see him as himself. But this is one of the one like, first times where maybe it's like this and, like, Prisoners. And, I don't know, maybe there's, like, one other movie in there where I was just like, I'm not seeing Hugh Jackman. But I feel like more so, like, even this movie. Like, he physically looks a lot different in this movie. Yeah. But his performance is so good. And there's so many scenes where I was just like... Damn, like, I feel like we almost take him for granted. He's so good, and people kind of like, yeah, it's Wolverine, but uh, there's a few scenes where I was just like, holy shit, man. And then when things start going, like, spiraling out of control in this movie, and you see the way that his character deals with it, because they set him up where it's like, everybody loves this guy. And even when things start spiraling out of control, they kind of make you almost root for him in some ways. Like, it's cool because society at that time they loved him so much and the way the movie's written and stuff it sets you up earlier in the movie to actually like him so when things start falling apart you're just like oh man like this sucks because like you're such a nice guy basically yeah but uh the way that he deals with stuff like you're kind of rooting for him but he's so manipulative in certain scenes and stuff like that you're you're, like by the end you're just like nah you're a scumbag but uh yeah that's kind of where I was getting it. I think that's like a perfect segue to kind of like move from the acting to the writing, because I think that's brilliant the way that this movie is written and the way that these events play out. I mean, again, you're basing it on real events. So like, I I think a lot of these things did happen, but the storytelling elements of it and letting the audience in on it in a certain order, because you're right. It does make you really care about Hugh Jackman and He's super sweet and he's so helpful and he's patient with people. But then as the movie goes, you see like these, the layers start to shed as he starts to unravel. And then you see what's at his core and it's like sociopathic and it's so, so selfish and, uh, and he's just been lying and stuff. And, and even the way it doesn't let the audience in on his total involvement, like he seems innocent when everything's happening. Like, oh, I had no idea. But then by the end of it, you realize just how much he was also doing some shady shit. And it's like, really? Like, because he plays it off so well in the beginning and it keeps us on the outside and allows us to be surprised in the end. And I just think the way they crafted this movie and the way they maneuvered around what information we let the audience have and who we let them think is the bad guy at first and then how we just flip it on them like, the character that Hugh Jackman plays, it's like he's playing two completely different people, like the beginning half of the movie to the second half of the movie, and I thought that was fucking great. Yeah. It's like what you said with letting you in on certain information. Like, 
from from the get-go, like, because I knew it was about, I knew he was involved, but there's even certain things that, like, I didn't know. Like, when he kept saying that, like, this is a little bit of a spoiler, but he kept saying, you know, like, my wife passed a while ago, like, it's still, like, a wound or whatever, and then you meet Raphael Cazal's character. Like, I started thinking, I'm like, was the wife, like, a, like made up, or, like, is he, you know, bi or whatever? Like, and a lot of all of that doesn't get fully resolved until the end of the movie. But like, that's really when like everything starts coming out. It's actually pretty crazy how many things people involved were getting away with, with this. Cause it wasn't even like, it goes way further than just the embezzlement really. Right. No, I, th- I thought that was, that was crazy, but there's, there's a lot of things that they, like you said, the writing's really smart. They, they don't let you in on everything until the end. And yeah, I feel like that kind of just makes everything even more just more upsetting cuz you're just like, "Oh god damn it, man." Cuz every it's it's crazy how quickly things fall apart on them. Yeah, man, and when you meet Raphael Cazal's character and certain information is revealed about Hugh Jackman, at that point, that's only a small portion of it. That's all that's not even the full story cuz at first you think like, "Oh, he's just he's hiding this secret. That's why he's he does the thing with like the dead ex-wife and all that stuff. And mm-hmm. uh, he's really just covering up who he really is. And so even in that moment, when that happens, you empathize with him. You feel bad because he's, he's hiding who he really is. Yeah. But then there's even more. <laughs> yeah. And then, so for that instance, when you, when you see him with him, you're like, Oh, like, I mean, that's cool that he's, you know, being honest with himself, but that, that sucks that he's closeted. He's hiding it. But then later you're like, Oh, he's not hiding it just because he's ashamed of it. He's hiding it because he's a fucking rat bastard. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like, so spoilers here, but he wasn't just hiding his sexuality because he was embarrassed of, of being gay or anything. He was also hiding it because he already had a domestic partner. So he's fucking cheating. Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, at first when you see him, you're like, man, this guy... You know, he's so sweet, he's so nice to everybody, and, like, it's it's a shame he can't, you know, live out loud. But then you realize, it's like, oh, well, he's a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> like, he's, he's lying to everybody, he's fucking sneaking around behind his back, he's flying all the way to fucking Vegas. Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah. That, that was, like, one of the things, like, which I think definitely just makes this movie all that much better, because the story is so crazy. But that was, like, one of the things, I'm just like, I don't know how people not like how these people didn't ever think that they were going to get caught when you go and you start buying houses or you're buying like $20,000 worth of plane tickets at the same time, like with school money or taxpayer money, like the, all the things that happen later on in the movie that you start finding out is just like insane. Once it starts adding up. Yeah. Well, I think, I think it's like a slippery slope thing where it's like, well, I got away with the, with a $5 expense over here. No one noticed. So then I went up to 20 and then it just starts snowballing. Yeah. That's what he says to, to Ray Romano later on in the movie. He's basically just like, yeah, it started with like a $20 like a bagel. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. He's like, it started with a bagel on the way to work. And then the, then the next day it was uh, this. And he's like, I was going to pay it back. And then when I came in, nobody noticed, nobody cared. So it just kept adding up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Surprised it just wasn't a moment where he's just like, no, that's too much. He's just, instead, he's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's greed, man. And even, you know, it's, it's funny because I'm a fucking idiot. I'm a fucking idiot for two reasons I found out while watching this movie. One, I didn't look up anything about what the movie is about. I just started watching it. And the whole beginning, I'm like looking at this school. And I'm like, how much money does this school have? Like, the teacher's offices are so nice. Like, this place is crazy. And then I'm like, Oh, it's Long Island. Oh, it's a public school. Oh, this is actually about extortion. I'm stupid. If I looked into that, I would have just, I wouldn't have wasted half of my page of notes on how nice the school is. <laughs> but then another thing, because we weren't sure what movie we were going to do. So I watched this and Extraction on Netflix, mm-hmm. which, which is Chris Hemsworth. And in that movie, the, in the beginning, there's like a couple of mercenaries and they're, they're Australian. And I'm just, I'm like, okay, a couple Australians. And then Chris Hemsworth talks, and then he has the Australian accent. And I'm just like, oh, cool, they made him Australian in this movie. And I'm like, no, you fucking idiot. He is Australian. <laughs> like, yeah. I totally, because he, he's never an Australian in any movie he is. Like, in Thor, he talks, like, fucking Shakespearean English. 
And then in like Cabin in the Woods, he's American. Like he, I never see him just talk in his normal voice. So then I'm like, oh, I'm fucking stupid. He's Australian. And then once I was done watching that movie, because I watched it the same day as this, start watching Bad Education, and I'm looking at Hugh Jackman, and then it hit me. He's fucking Australian too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and you yeah. never see him just go be Australian. So we got a whole Australian theme going on here. I, I guess we do, yeah. But I said that as was my first note on this movie is, oh, fuck, Hugh Jackman is Australian too. I'm a dumbass. <laughs> yeah. I always forget that too. But that being said, he doesn't have the accent. Yeah, yeah, no, he doesn't. One thing that is a little bit of a negative on this movie for me, I don't know if you could pick this up or not, but the performance of this character is great, but the character itself, I wasn't a huge fan of. That's because it's one of the few things in the movie that's not true. The student reporter like subplot, Geraldine Vasanathan's uh, character, Rachel, that's a yep. made-up character. You know what? I wondered about that. Cause it felt a little bit too convenient how everything, cause even like Hugh Jackman's character plants the seed in her to like keep digging and dig up the truth and stuff. And like, yeah, that didn't, I didn't feel super authentic. Like a lot of what her character was doing and it just seemed like she was almost there to just push certain scenes along. You yeah. Know? Like my issue with it was, the way the character was written didn't feel like a real kid. Like it felt very manufactured. It felt like a manufactured written high schooler where it's just like super privy to everything. And granted, she's a very bright kid, but I was just kind of like a lot of, yeah, like you're like a lot of this is convenient. A lot of what she's like saying and doing is like very, very mature. And I was just kind of like, I don't know if this is like exactly like the best written high schooler I've ever seen. And then I found out that that character wasn't real. There was certain things that are real and they needed a vessel. Like you kind of need a character to push along certain things the way it happened in real life. Like the student newspaper, or whatever was actually like the source that kind of blew the story open, but they had kind of gotten most of their information from other news outlets that were already investigating it. Oh, I see. Interesting. Yeah. So the character adds for a lot of great dramatic moments. The part on the bench I thought was great. The part in the apartment I thought was great. Yeah. Well, the part on the bench is a real turning point for Hugh Jackman's character too. Yeah. It was just the way the character was written bothered me just a little bit because it didn't feel as authentic as the rest of the movie, if that makes sense. No, definitely. It was one of my notes too. It's uh, everything about her character felt more of like a, a device to keep the movie moving forward. Like yeah. a necessary foil, because really, if you think about it in real life, you don't always have like a character who's going up against a protagonist or an anti, however it works. Like, so I think they just needed to personify that opposing force to your main characters. Mm -hmm. So they just created this one character instead of it being about, you know, the whole journalism class looking into this or whatever the case was in real life. It, it makes more cinematic sense to just have it one person. Yeah. And, and yeah, like it definitely feels like a little bit manufactured, but also she doesn't get a ton of screen time. So it doesn't totally take away. Like I think, um, the most impactful scenes are still with who you're following the whole time. Like Hugh Jackman, Allison Janney, even I really like a lot of Ray Romano scenes. Ray Romano is killing it in things. Like he's really like in some awesome stuff lately. Yeah. That's what I was saying. I, I'm glad that he's showing up in more and more because everything he's been in, I like him. Overall, just this movie, I I really liked. I think a theme this year kind of has been a lot of movies losing steam like halfway through. This movie, I think, just gets better and better the longer it goes on, which is awesome. So yeah, there weren't a ton of negatives. The only other thing, like I'm not a big fan of the dream sequence towards the end, but other than that, I really don't have many negatives on it. I don't even remember the dream sequence. So, again, spoilers, but he he kind of uh, gets let out of his cell, and then he hears something, and then it's kind of like oh, him walking. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was a little bit confusing, but, I, I, you know, it's fine. Because that's the very end of the movie. That's how the whole thing wraps. Yeah, I just I just didn't like, like that way they chose to wrap up the movie. It was kind of like everything else felt very real, and grounded yeah. and then that was kind of like fantasy like fantastical and 
I think it's supposed to like it almost makes you feel bad for him at the end, which I don't think they should have done because it was kind of just like he's envisioning like, oh, they made it to number one. That's never going to happen. But it's kind of just like, you're like, oh, man, poor guy type thing. At least that's how I took it. I kind of just I I think they could have done something a little bit, a little bit different. I think you would have been fine just with him putting on his, you know, his jailhouse cosmetics. And then it's just him staring in the, the mirror in his cell and then just cut the black roll credits. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know. I think you really needed anything. But yeah, it didn't take away from me, but it definitely didn't add anything. Obviously, I couldn't even fucking remember it. So, I mean, how impactful <laughs> of an ending could that have been? I looked into it, though. I think he's out of jail now. Yeah, I I know the character who Allison Janney was playing served less time because she gave up information, even though she yeah. embezzled like twice as much money. She's actually not alive anymore. Oh, really? Yeah. That was that was something I looked up. R.I.P. Allison Jenny. <laughs> but the whole story is crazy. One thing I kind of alluded to it earlier. I I like how it's one of those things where it's like you can't can't ever actually tell like what's up with a person because everybody loved him and I was he's super shady. Don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. So I don't. Do you have anything else on this? Um. You know what, sir? I don't. But I do want some fucking nasty tomatoes and tomatoes, I guess. Well, they're nasty because they're from Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh, some nasty Nasty tomatoes. Tomatoes. (laughs) Ooh, you know daddy like a nasty tomato. (laughs) Oh, man. This is going to be a quick episode. We kind of went through this quickly. Yeah, I I think we should just do this this nasty bit for another 20 minutes. (laughs) I think the Swampies are going to love it. If I know anything about these fucking dirty ass swampies, it's they love a nice nasty daddy. <laughs> if it wasn't for us doing voices like this, we would have never came up with the the term swampies. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And now you know that was something that was really funny. We were talking to uh Tyler and Ryan and Christina and Shelby on the last episode, and we were like, okay, if it comes up, we yeah. call our audience swampies. <laughs> yeah. Well, we prefaced. Christina and Shelby, and I was like, um, just in case, because we do talk about the Swampies a lot, but uh, just in case we say it, uh, Swampies is the name we give our listeners. So if we say anything about Swampies, that's what we're talking about. But we didn't preface it with Tyler and Ryan. I forgot to. And then I said Swampies when we were interviewing them. I'm like, oh, yeah, that is what we call our listeners. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, and he just kind of like laughed. He's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our listeners, bunch of nasty swampies. <laughs> oh, nasty <But>. swampy. Ow! <laughs> tomato, tomato. Tomatoes. <laughs> the critics, though, they are bringing bad education in at a 94. Okay, so that stayed from when I saw it. I was wondering if it was going to get more um, more reviews in on it. Because I saw it like fairly close to when it came out. So usually like it only has oh, a couple so- to start and then... Yeah, you you looked up the the tomato tomato on this before you watched it. I looked it up while I was watching it because I wanted to find out more about that actor because I couldn't I couldn't oh, place okay. him. I see. Yeah, it's normally you, you don't know what what the score is, but yeah, ninety four. So it's at an A. Tomato. The audience eighty four. So basically an A to a B. Okay. See, I think the audience score was higher when I saw it. I thought the audi- audience score was in the the low nineties. So that might have dropped since I watched it. Oh wow. Yeah. Um, this is, this is actually kind of tough because I didn't have a lot that I hated about it, but like when I think about these grades for me, it's, it's been feeling different lately because on one hand, there's not as many movies for us to look at. So I think I'm grading things a little bit higher curve, but also the way I'm doing my list this year is I'm, I'm placing the movies how I would rank them. And I think for me... I'm going to say tomato. Yeah. And I'm going to give it an A, but I think it would rank. I don't even think this is top five for me in the year, and it's the highest grade I've given so far. Oh, wow. For me, I went tomato. I went A minus, but I actually think this is probably my favorite movie I've watched so far this year. Really? Yeah. Now, see, this is this is my thinking on it. There are some movies from this year that I might be more of a fan of the genre or I like some of the players a little bit. Like 
I think this movie has some good rewatch value because it's a good movie. And like, obviously if you didn't know the story the first time and then this is all new to you and the movie is revealing it, it might not be as impactful the second time. So that was one thing where I was thinking about it in terms of my ranking where I would put it. But I think there's some other movies this year that I would rather rewatch. So this is technically my highest rated movie of the year. But right now, just thinking about it top of my head, I put it at like number seven for the rankings. Oh, wow. Yeah, no, for me, like, I definitely think this is the best acted movie this year. I mean, there hasn't been a ton of movies that have come out, but like, I think this is one of the first ones that have come out where you can be like, okay, if Oscar seasons were around, I could definitely see Hugh Jackman being nominated for, for best actor. So I love that. You know, the cast is great. I love the suspense in the movie and just how like crazy it, it gets and how deep they get in. And again, like I think this movie gets better as it goes on. And also there's not like a ton of like, there's not plot holes where like, I'm trying to think of movies that would also be at the top of my list, but like I really liked Onward, but I definitely feel like Onward, a lot of it was just because it was catering to my sensibilities, not so much how much of a good movie it was. And then I really liked Invisible Man, but Invisible Man also has a lot of plot holes. Like there was things that you had to just ignore for it to work. Yeah. So I, I just think, you know, from top to bottom as a film, like it's probably the best acted. It's one of the best written movies. Yeah. And there's not like a ton that I can really complain about it. So, I mean, would I rewatch this every day? No, but like so far this year that this is really, you know, this is up there for me. Yeah. I mean, Hey, I still put it in my top 10, but yeah, I don't know. Oh, I lied by the way. It's number six on my list. Not seven. I think I said seven, but okay. I'm curious what's, what's ahead of it ahead of it. I won't tell you the order. I'm going to jumble it just cause I don't know how much it's going to change over the year, but I put like mm-hmm. the gentleman over it. I, I think that movie's a little bit more rewatchable for me. That's another one where like, if you know the twists and turns, it might not be as, uh, as exciting, but like that movie's really funny. I like the violence in it. I, I really like when Guy Ritchie does what he does best. So that movie hits for me on a level. Uh, the Invisible Man, I really liked. We were t- talking before we recorded. I really want to buy that on Blu ray. Again, that's a, uh, that's a style and a genre that I just really like. Uh, I put Big Time Adolescence above it. Again, I think it's. Yeah, I've, I haven't watched that one yet. Dude, a lot of my list is how many times am I going to rewatch it? And. Out of those movies, they're all B pluses or A minuses. And yet I still gave this an A, but I don't think I would revisit it very often. So it's hard for mm-hmm. me. My ranking is going to change throughout the year anyways, but yeah, it's it's tough. It's really tough when it comes down to it because I think what you're saying is right. Like This is definitely the best acted movie I've seen, at least from a full cast. Like, there's numerous people in this movie who are killing it. I think Elizabeth Moss does an awesome job in The Invisible Man, but I think that's that's just it when it comes to that movie. Like, she is the star. There's not really anybody mm-hmm. else who breaks away. Uh, this movie, I think, you have a lot of people in there crushing it. So, as as an ensemble, I think this is definitely the best acted. And you're right, like, the writing in it is very good. But I also really like the writing in The Gentleman, and uh, yeah, like I also have Butt Boy above this because I think I would rewatch Butt Boy more often than Bad Education. And I think I would show other people Butt Boy before I showed anybody Bad Education. I could I could see that. The thing with Butt Boy is though, like like we said on that episode, like it's super memorable. And it's one of those movies that like you're going to want to show people be like, want to see some crazy shit? And then you show it to them and like it's also it's crazy shit and it's really good. But like. I think that's it's got that factor behind it where like I can't see a lot of situations where you're like you got people over and you're like you want to see some crazy shit and you put bad education on you know yeah yeah so when it comes to the rankings that's always very weird because it's just personal preference but yeah when I was grading it I had such a hard time because I was like should I grade it less if I'm putting it this low on my rankings but I'm speaking honestly how I feel like it's an A movie. Like it's really good. Like there's not a lot of faults to it. It's just, uh, it just doesn't resonate with me on as many levels as some of the other movies from this year. I also put onward above it. Cause I've rewatched it a couple times recently. Cause of Logan. And, uh, I still just, I think it's, I think it holds up even on rewatches. Like I kind of enjoyed it more the second time. I didn't change my grade though. No, oh, nice. 
I definitely think this would be probably one for me. One, maybe, maybe two. I can't really think of anything though, like that would pop, you know, pass it. Well, Again, like I'm still, I'm still waiting for a movie this year though to like blow me away. Yeah, we might have to wait a long time because there's not a lot of movies that are coming out anyways. And I think the movies that would blow us away are the movies that are keep getting postponed because they're like the bigger movies. Yeah. So, I mean, I haven't given anything higher than an A- minus this year. But that being said, like, I think in general, I think we've been pretty fortunate for what has come out, especially considering, like, what's going on right now. But there really hasn't been anything with the exception of, like, that we've had to review. With the exception of Bloodshot, there hasn't been anything that's come out that I've thought was dookie, you know? Oh, I have three Fs on my list now. Well, I started watching one of them. <laughs> and, and I get that. Oh, yeah. Spencer Confidential. Oh, God. Oh, we might have to do an episode on that movie. <laughs> is that one of your Fs or did you stop watching that? That is one of my Fs. Watching... Yeah, I started watching that and I was like, geez, man. And then is your other one Downhill? Yep. Yeah. I... <laughs> See, I've, I've avoided them, but Spencer Confidential, I, I saw that. I'm going to check out Extraction. Um but we, we've got good movies coming out, or at least movies that have some hype behind them on VOD. So I'm ec- excited for it. I've heard that um, is it How to Build a Girl. I heard that's pretty good. Beanie Feldstein's really good in it. Yeah, I think that's already out on VOD right now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Capone's coming out. I've heard very mixed things about that. Um, but we got Artemis Fell, King of Staten Island. What's the one with Camille and Johnny? The Lovebirds? Yeah, that's coming out. I think so. that's coming next week or it came out this week on Netflix. Okay. But, um, yeah, no, I mean, we've, we've got some stuff. And, I mean, it sounds like beginning of June, things are going to start opening up again. Like, we're in phase one right now or about to be in. Um, hopefully, you know, midsummer, things are going back to normal. Also, uh, you know, review's basically over now. But did you see the thing about AMC? Uh, Amazon might be buying them. Yeah. So, that would yeah, be good. I don't know how I feel about all that. Why? Why would? Why is that? Probably keep it afloat. Keep it afloat, which would be good. But I don't. I don't know if. I just wouldn't want to see them making any changes, really. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. But uh, I just Maybe I just actually thought about honoring the fucking priority line. That would be a good change. <laughs> I was just gonna say, like, I saw that, and I was like, I would prefer to stay AMC, but like, I would also prefer there to be movie theaters. <laughs> Yeah, the A in AMC now stands for Amazon. Yeah, Amazon Movie Cinema. <laughs> yeah, Amazon Movie go. Cinema. <laughs> so, but yeah, no. Um, hopefully, hopefully, midsummer we're we're getting back into uh swinging things. That's when Tenant's supposed to come out. Hopefully, we get that, and then the rest of the year is s- smooth sailing. Um, well, actually, some local news for you and me. Well, I oh, guess I know, more I know me now. Say, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, the one of the drive-in theaters near us is opening in like two weeks. Yeah, so I'm I'm excited to see what movies they're showing. I don't think they're going to be able to show anything new because I don't think studios are going to release new movies just for the drive-in. But if drive-ins are going to show old movies that they already have, it's like fucking why not? Yeah, even if like a you know a new movie that's going to VOD like. Like if Artemis Fowl like comes out and like the drive, then like it'd be cool to just go see it there. Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, no, that's cool. I actually, it's funny. Like we have two drive-ins, drive-in theaters near us. Like the one in Warwick's one that we would always go to, but then there's one a little bit further, like you know, like kind of near like Fishkill. Well, there's there's three then. There's one near Middletown. Oh yeah, you're right. And but I was gonna say like that's like something that like people come over here and then you mention it to them like what is that i'm like oh you drive your car and you watch a movie they, they, it's like foreign they've never heard of that before it's a very old school thing like uh super popular in the 50s and stuff but now's the perfect time to bring it back man mm-hmm. you actually mentioned a few episodes ago i think it was last week yeah that you were like oh man that made like that would be really cool maybe they do that and now yeah i saw articles popping up i was like it's the two dudes factor bro <laughs> dude every time we mention it it's like Day later, a week later, or even an hour later, it comes to real life. Mm-hmm. Like, I predicted the Birds of Prey thing with them changing the name. It's like, as soon as we were done recording the episode, 
they changed the name. Because in the episode I mentioned, I'm like, yeah, when they were in the trailer process, it was just called Birds of Prey. Then it comes out, it's Birds of Prey, the fantabulous emancipation of Harley Quinn. And I said, I bet you they tagged that on because nobody knew what Birds of Prey was and Harley Quinn's the cell of this movie. Then the movie comes out and they ain't fucking selling tickets. And then they changed the name to Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey. And that news dropped right after we were done recording that episode. And I'm like, I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm a genius and I'm a nasty daddy. <laughs> Don't you forget it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Well, I'm glad that glad that we got to record this. Also, hopefully the audio quality is good on this episode because I am, I'm actually back in my old house this week i came back home to visit for like mother's day and my dad's birthday and stuff but uh i'm in a different room in the house than we would normally would have recorded and it's a lot more open so hopefully there's no there's no echo um but if if my audio is not up to par that's why um deal with it (laughs) yeah it is what it is i think there's a lot of podcasts that audio has declined on a little bit some of the some of the ones that are not under like some big professional studio or anything, or, uh, you know, there's some podcasters who are actually just movie stars who have a podcast, which is bullshit. <laughs> Save it for the little guys. Yeah. But, but in terms of, in terms of podcasts, I think we've been pretty good at managing our sound for these episodes. I don't think there's a huge disconnect. Sometimes you might come in a little bit quieter, but we're working out all of those kinks so we can bring you the most professional sounding shit during this whole pan panda pandemic. Panda pandemic. That's that's one thing I've actually said it before. Like one thing about our show that I like is I think our sound in general has been super consistent from like day one. Like it it definitely wasn't up to par where we wanted it to start the show, but in general, like compared to a lot of other shows, we. We came out pretty strong, and I think our audio is very consistent. And I like that, you know, we're not in the same spot right now, but our two, you know, the way I sound, the way you sound, we sound like we're in the same room. Like, I, th- I don't think people could tell if we if they didn't know that. Yeah, maybe we should stop bringing it up to them. Uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. But it's good to hear that at least one thing from my college education is paying off. <laughs> it's It's the audio engineering. Oh, well, for me, it's it's the graphics that are going on the tra- uh, the Instagram. That's right, and you can see all of those at Two Dudes Movie Reviews. Perfect segue. Fucking mm-hmm. nailed it. Exactly. Fucking nailed it. We got new merch. I'm a nasty daddy. <laughs> Mention the that's merch. That's gonna be a shirt. Yeah. That's gonna be a, that's gonna be a shirt. It's, I'm a nasty daddy. Two Dudes yeah. Movie Reviews. Um, I, I actually have some ideas for shirts that I want to talk to you about when we're done. But we, you, yeah, if you want to see some new merch, go to twodudesmoviereviews.com. We also, even besides the ideas that I have to discuss with you, we just put up some new stuff. I love the design you did most recently. Yeah, we've got we've got two new ones up there. Uh, one's a little bit more, I guess, girly. I yeah. still think I still think it looks cool. Like I I wear it, but I I, I was yeah, looking at our shirts. It. Yeah, I was looking at our shirts, and I was like, we don't really have one that like I feel like a like a you know a girl or a, a female or a woman strong a lady woman a lady would want to wear. So I was like, let me make something. But you know, we got two new ones up there. I think they're pretty cool. Uh, we'll we'll keep it going. Yeah. So. And if you listen to last week's episode, you should stay tuned for a, a quantum fucker t shirt because I really want that as a shirt. <laughs> the quantum was, fucker. I was going to say, uh, Shelby and Christina asked for a t-shirt. They're getting one of the new ones. So hopefully that oh, nice. shows up. Yeah. So you hear that movie stars. If you want to be on our show, you'll get a shirt. Maybe. Yeah. You get free swag if you just come on the show. So yeah, that's all you, that's all you get. We won't pay you. <laughs> well, they should be thanking us for the rep rep and they're getting. <laughs> yeah. Well, Think about the boost you're getting from coming on the two dudes show. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully there was a boost. Yeah, I hope so. I hope that through our show, some swampies can learn about some fucking new movies. I hope you're not afraid to listen to an episode just because it's a movie you haven't seen. We've also gotten a lot better about not spoiling shit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, considering the format for the show for the first like five episodes was okay. 
let's go play by play. Here's the movie. You don't need to see it anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, we've stepped up. We've stepped our game up. Yeah. Like speaking of which, we got to play more games. I couldn't think of anything for this one. A good education. Schools with good education systems. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the most, most boring game. I was I was either gonna go with uh with like a bad to the bone type theme because like, it's all movies that have bad in the title because there's also like there's bad education there's bad teachers or bad teacher I don't know if it's plural or not um there's bad boys mm-hmm. there's nasty daddy <laughs> and craw daddy <laughs> oh craw daddy <laughs> like so yeah you swampies. Keep an eye out for a quantum fucker shirt and a nasty daddy shirt. <laughs> I don't know what nasty daddy's going to look like. Expect a lot of drippage on that font. We already have a lot of drippage on a t-shirt. The swampy. That's like a swampy logo. I hope you guys like it. Yeah. I actually have another idea for a swampy shirt, but that's something that we will talk about off air. So until then, you swampies know what to do. Follow us on social media. Like, share, subscribe, tell your friends, leave five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. That just helps us uh, pop up on people's streams. Let these fuckers find us. Let's grow the swampy community. And, uh, yeah, stay tuned. We got a bunch of new stuff. I think we got another What to Watch episode coming up real soon, and we will probably be posting another bracket in our Instagram stories soon because we've been talking about maybe doing post-apocalypse movies. Yeah, I think that's probably the next bracket, which I'm very excited for because there are a lot of good post-apocalyptic movies. That's right. So, yep. That's it. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Is this going to rival the, uh, here's, what was it? Here's that. Here's that. <laughs> my, throw to, my throw to an interview. Here's that. Yeah, it's like, we got the writer and director and the star of this movie. Here's that. <laughs> <laughs> we are professionals. That's canon. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, good times ahead. So until then, suck it, Swampies. <laughs>